Hey, what's up and welcome to Pigeons Podcast. I am here with a good friend of mine and world famous roller skater, Coco Franklin. What is up? Hey, oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. Oh yes, of course. Thank you for coming on the show. I'm really excited to get to know you a little bit more. Okay. Yeah, um, can you introduce yourself a little bit? Yes, um, so hello everybody. My name is Coco Franklin. And, um, hmm, how should I describe myself? I guess technically I'm a professional roller skater. Um, I'm also a um, certified yoga instructor. And uh, in my spare time, I'm obsessed with traveling. So I would say, I guess I'm a travel expert. Um, Yeah, and just uh, learning different languages. I speak Spanish and, well, no, excuse me, some, my Spanish is okay. Um, But my German's pretty decent. Um, Yeah, so... uh, I guess that's that's me. <laughs> you're from you're from Southern California. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, so I'm from Long Beach originally, and I was born here, raised partially here, but then partially in like the Riverside area, um, and that's why um, you'll see a lot of the content that I shoot or wherever I'm at. It's oftentimes, if not by the beach, um, in the desert. I just really uh, equally enjoy both. So yeah, I'm a SoCal girl, born and raised. Yeah, and, and you're a roller skater. Yes, that's true. I am a roller skater. And how did you start <laughs> roller skating? Um, yeah, so I guess, let's see. Hmm. Yeah, I was back in the 90s because I am a 90s kid. And um, I believe the first roller skating rink I ever went to was World on Wheels um, when they were in the original building, not the building that they are in now or currently in now. And um, I was three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my whole family skated. So my mom was on skates, and so was my sister. She's uh, nine years older than me, but um, I quickly became better than both. And then, <laughs> yeah, just I just never stopped. And I remember at first I was only a rink skater, and then from there um, my whole family used to hang out and do like barbecues and stuff on the beach when you used to be able to do that in Long Beach, but I guess that's kind of coming back now <laughs> since COVID. Um, and then there used to be like fire pits in the on the beach, in Long Beach, back in the day, back in the day. And I used to always see like the cute girls, especially back then it was only like white cute girls with like blonde hair, um, with the fanny pack shorts and bathing suit top. Yeah. That, Wait, like the same style we have right now, yes. basically. That's where my aesthetic, my aesthetic is Cali girl, yeah. Cali girl aesthetic like cali girl vibes period from a from a really young age you saw that and you're like yeah inspired that was it like you like found yourself yeah that was it and um i mean they were cute but i was a better skater yeah and even at a young i was like what five i think when my mom let me do the bikini and the the skate yeah like a skate on the beach by myself cute yeah and i was falling everywhere because of the sand (laughs) i was falling everywhere because of the sand and I was just motivated by those girls, and they thought, like, oh, my God, you're so cute. And I was like, no, you don't understand. like, Because it was different from going rink, oops, <laughs> from going into the rink um, than going outside. So that's when I got my first experience with, like, being in the rink and then going outside. It was, like, a whole different world, and I was, like, obsessed. Yeah, you love the outdoors. Yeah, I was obsessed. And also, too, there was nobody telling you you were doing anything wrong because you were, like, outside. 
Yeah. You know, like in a rink, there's so much, you know, outside influence and people are telling you this and that. And especially being a dark little girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, I liked outside because I can wear whatever I want it and I can do whatever I want and just go and not have anybody tell me anything except for, you know, be careful. And then my mom used to say, your skin's so pretty and your knees are so pretty. You don't want dirty knees. You don't want bad looking knees. <laughs> that is not going to stop you. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, like I was really fortunate um, that both of my parents just really allowed me to express myself. So, and that's when I fell in love with outdoor skating, but I did both still, but outdoor skating was always like one of my top faves. Yeah, it gives you that freedom. Yeah. It, that's what it kind of feels like you described is like no one was telling you what to do, mm-hmm. how to do it. Um, you know, I mean, you just had to look out for yourself because it is dangerous yeah. outside. Um, but you were able to express yourself in the way that you wanted to. Yeah. And I think you're super unique. So I love that your family supported that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's funny because I think when you look back on it in hindsight, you don't really think um, as yourself as unique. And I guess with expressing, you know, yourself online and you getting a lot of feedback about you being unique. Um, I don't know. I always just thought I was just like, just like everybody else. (laughs) So, um, but thank you. I appreciate that. I think that's a compliment. So thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, I've known you like a decade, so I think I can say that. (laughs) That's true. But still, I think like, you know, you could say the same about yourself, you know, when you start to hear about things you've done or how other people view you, especially um, with some personal things, you know what I mean? That was really out of your comfort zone. And you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess you could describe me as that. Yes. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. So so you're most recognized for um, skating outside on the beach and your moves while you do it. Your moves are I feel personally, I feel like they come from your yoga background. You know, you, you have a lot of balance and grace in your moves. Is that true? Is that like kind of where, (laughs) is that where you were inspired to, um, skate like that? Or was it, is it kind of the other way around? Cause you've been skating for a long time, but you definitely have a very distinct style. Yeah. Um, I guess, Hmm. How should I say this? I would say, um, I would say my inspiration really comes from ice skating. It have to, it would definitely come from ice skating, and I remember really being inspired by this one um, black ice skater. I can never say her name properly, but it was like Serena Bonnier. Um, of course, I like you know Christina Yamaguchi and uh, Michelle Kwan and. Another one of my favorite um, ice skaters was, oh man, now I'm like drawing a blank, Um, Asana Bayul. Oh, she's freaking amazing. Like if I could be as flexible as this woman, I would like die. But anyways, I always wanted to be an ice skater when I was little. And that wasn't able to happen, not because I wasn't, you know, like physically capable, but I think just between like you know, parents working and all the time it took for practice and like driving, we would have had to drive all the way to like, um, Big Bear every day for like to be trained at the blue J, I think it was J bird, blue bird, J, something like that. That's in like Arrowhead where, um, Christy Yamaguchi trained and I believe Michelle Kwan and you know, all the greats, Nancy. Well, no, I don't think Nancy Kerrigan. Um, I don't think she trained there. 
but she was, uh, I wouldn't say she was an inspiration, no, not, not, not Nancy, no shade Nancy, but like, I liked watching her skate, but definitely not inspirational, but all those other skaters for sure. And kind of combining that also too with being on the beach, because I just seen like these girls, these women that were on the beach were so, oops, were so um, feminine and aesthetically pleasing, but at the same time, they enjoyed it. They looked like they were having fun. So I kind of combined like that with, um, yeah, just being that free. And I felt like these women definitely looked free on ice skates. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, I guess, like brought that inspiration or those thoughts, those images that I've had from, you know, watching ice skating all the time and um, taking it outside. And, and also, too, I wasn't seeing anybody doing that. I, it was more so either you were in the rink or you were a cute girl who skated frontwards on the beach. Yes. It's, that was really, that was the two options for. Yeah. For it's the, not really common that you see people doing more advanced moves on the beach path. Yeah. At least it wasn't. Yeah. This is true. This is true. Yeah. And I think also too, that's what made it more challenging and more fun because if there is sand and you're slipping all over the place, it's like. Do you know how to catch yourself from the slip? You know, can you continue to go? And it's a whole f- flow movement. Um, I love it. Yeah. Are you going to skate backwards and hit a crack and then fall yeah. on your tushy or, yeah. or what? <laughs> keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As an outdoor skater, I can vouch for all of that. I think a lot of the excitement in skating is the unknown that's going to happen. You know, in my head, I'm like, oh, this is like a video game. I jump off the curb. It's yes. like five points. Yes. I trip on something but not fall. That's 100 points. Yeah. Ooh, I save myself, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like that. <laughs> it's challenging but fun. It is. And I would say also, too, because um, I would say, like, naturally, I'm an introvert person. Um, and skating outside does attract a lot of attention to you, but I feel like that's when the earphones come in handy. Like I genuinely just block everybody out and I feel like I get extra points if I can go by this group of people without, you know, like freaking out. Cause of course, you know, people are yelling and I understand that. Like sometimes when people see me in my flow and I'm in the music and I'm in the zone, I don't think people genuinely understand how much conf- you know, like, well, confidence, of course, because you need to be confident that you're not going to die. <laughs> Cause sometimes when you're at that speed, it does feel like one trip and you might die. But also, too, concentration. It's a lot of concentration, you know? And I don't like to sacrifice my flow of things because there's a big crowd of people. So if I'm already in the flow and in, in those tricks are coming up, I'm not going to reduce the, the difficulty of what I'm going to do just because of the crowd. So my focus will be on blocking everybody out. So, like, whenever people are, are seeing me skate on the path, most likely you're blocked out. And it's nothing it has to do with anybody else. It's just like you really need to focus on being, you know, concentrating. It's like a flow of energy. It's a flow of movement. It's a flow of like your muscles, you know, contracting and breath and trying to speak to people while you're doing that stuff is not really possible. And, in, in, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> or if you are forced to speak, it's not necessarily easy to even get any words out because I'm breathing so hard. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're in like, your zone. Yeah, you're in the zone. And it's like, it's breath and body that's working together. Like, when I'm moving, it's one. They're one, you know, organism. One's doing one thing, and when it, when that one's taking a break, the other one is moving. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So yeah, I would say that that would also be a, a big thing when it comes to obstacles. I would say like outside forces and large crowds and people in general are also part of are those, you know, obstacles where you're just like, okay, wow, cool, yay, we, I, I made it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you skate outside, you're you're alone a lot because there's true. so much space. That's true. And you're going somewhere. You're doing something. Yeah. You know, so that might be like a. Like some another reason why you love skating outside, you know, it gives yeah. you your space. It does. I love that. I'm not, you know, trying to catch up to anybody yeah. or not waiting on anyone yeah. or no one's comparing me or I'm not comparing myself. I'm just out there in the You're zone. Just out, and you can look at the sky. You start to think about stuff, or you meditate. And people think meditation needs to be in a quiet place, but it's it's all inside your mind. Mm-hmm. So you can meditate and you can say, I, I like to say positive affirmations sometimes or if I have, cause I have really bad anxiety. I think I'm just naturally just introverted, a little anxiety kid person. <laughs> um, yeah, we all are a little bit. A, yeah. It's a dope time for people to set time for themselves. You know, even if it is only 30 minutes that you get out of your day and, you know, compared to somebody like myself, you know, where I really have to set time aside for myself. Um, but I think people should try it more often. What, meditating? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's hard. I've tried. They it is so hard. It. You can meditate doing anything. It doesn't have to be sitting in silence. You can work up to sitting in silence. That's something else. That's what a lot of people don't know. You can work up to sitting in the, in the silence. There's so many other things you can do, especially depending on every person's personality and how you can trick yourself into meditating. Hmm. It is, is med Okay. Did I meditate when I drove like an hour somewhere? And then like, I was just there and I was like, Whoa, I don't remember the last hour. How yes. did I get here? Was yes. I meditating? Yes. That's a form of meditation. Oh, okay. I need to drive more, dude. Then that, that could be, one, <laughs> that happens all the time for me. I'm that, just like, zoned out. that could be one of your segues to tricking yourself. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of have to, yeah, well, when it comes to mental things or even physical things, um, there's always these loopholes. So if you're uncomfortable in a certain situation or, I don't know, whatever, you're trying to meditate, for example, then you have to figure out what things you like, what things you don't like, and then you put up the perfect storm or all the stuff that you like, and the next thing you know, you're like, oh my God, I did all the stuff I didn't want to do. Oh. That's kind of how it works. Yeah. Just setting yourself up for success, really. Yeah, exactly. Ex- don't fight it <laughs> exactly yeah so That's deep yeah little yogi speak yeah <laughs> what's up you gotta you gotta come over and do some yoga with me you yeah. gotta show me some moves i'm stiff as a brick yeah but it's when it comes to yoga it's not always just um about your body moving moving of course yes this is another part of yoga but um a lot of it if you allow it to be, is, is very mental and you could, you start to slowly kind of, um, change your thought process, you know, thought processes or belief systems. Um, also to another thing that I do is, um, I'm working and I'm currently learning how to use, um, like, um, sound bowls. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're like these really big bowls and they have some small ones too. And, um, they pretty much work on different chakras and, um, I know I keep like saying the same and um over and over. I'm just so, <laughs> I'm just nervous, everybody. Um, 
yeah, so anyways, different sound frequencies are going to affect your body differently, and that's also something people, um, there. I, I would say human beings, we're aware of it, but not, maybe we're conscious of it, but we're not necessarily aware of it. Because I think we've all been told that, like, frequencies, you know, um, um, how should I say this? affect things in like the 3d our 3d experience differently like you could see a sound wave when how the water moves so i mean something as simple as that should be proof enough that you can you can know that sound waves are going to affect you as the the shell that we have you know 66 percent water in our exactly bodies. so Just like the earth so yeah so um that also has a lot to do with um with yoga and the type of frequencies, you know, that you allow your body to be subjected to. And it can also to be frequencies are a lot of things, you know, like things that you surround yourself with or the type of people that you surround yourself with. Um, or maybe the type of things that you allow to happen around you. Um, all that stuff is like mental yoga related. I feel like yoga is just like an easy word for everything, but it yoga is more than just the saunas and just the movement. And yes, of course you can become more flexible, but I would say for me personally, um, yoga has done way more. Okay. Yes. Of course, physically, I definitely have seen a big, you know, change, but I feel like on a mental level, it's really changed me for the better. That's good. Yeah. That's awesome. Definitely. I, 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 I think I only know the like pop culture version of yoga where it's like (laughs) the free yoga on the bluff at 11 AM in Long Beach every day. If you don't know, well, now you know, but... But I think that's yeah. dope, too, because it's kind of how it starts. You yeah. get them hooked in like that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Well, um, I know you've you've had, um, you know, a, a lot of different uh, careers. You know, you were doing yoga, and you're, now you're a professional, like, full-time. Full-time professional skater, right? Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. What is that like? Um, It's crazy. It's crazy because i seen it. Like, and what I mean by see, like, I've had visions of it happening. Um, so I think when it happened, of course, even though I had the visions, it didn't happen exactly how, how I thought it was going to happen. But um, I think it's absolutely amazing. I think it's everything that I could have wanted. It's a little bit more and, and more that I can't even imagine because it's this is just the beginning. You know, everything's just starting. And, um, I've been able to connect with so many like-minded people, but I would say before the whole, you know, blow up, like pandemic, yeah, before the panorama, (laughs) Panera bread, whatever, (laughs) panini. Um, (laughs) I think those names are funny. Um, but like, for example, us, you know, like our nerd-esque obsession with roller skating brought us together. You know, and it was just like these um, relationships that I've had before this blow up, in my personal opinion, are definitely like non-tangible, like non-tangible, just being able to message a person and getting their opinion on something. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's amazing. And I felt like when it came to roller skating and when I was living in, in Germany, I lived in Europe. Um it just brought so much opportunity. I was, I was teaching, I started teaching. Um, oh my gosh. Like I'm seeing the same thing over and over. Ah, uh, I started teaching my uh, roller skate workshops. My first workshop was in London and it was amazing. It was amazing. Successful. Was that like six years ago, six or seven years ago? Wow. Yeah. And then from there I've taught in Vienna. I've taught in, you know, I've taught in Germany so many times. I taught in the Netherlands. I've taught, um, yeah. 
anywhere else. Oh, in Barcelona. And then, of course, I've toured all throughout America. And this will be my third time touring in America. You, like, you go all over, too. All over. Miami, yeah, Denver, 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 Houston, Denver, New York. Yeah. Chicago. I don't know if you go there, but... I did go to Chicago. I did I did go to there um, this year and last year. It's like year. everywhere. It's so cool. Yeah. But it's. I would say that it's definitely more fulfilling than I imagined it was going to be, the teaching part and becoming like professional and people wanting to learn from you. I think that, for me, is... Um, it's humbling. It's really humbling because... And you could see somebody that's that really genuinely feels like they can't do something, and um, them coming to me thinking it's a physical problem, but it's you know it's, it's more mental sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to help people, particularly women, I love I love working with women. I love when the women well when only women. <laughs> no no offense, but yeah, when women or feminine presenting people are coming to my workshops, I just feel you know, I can help you like, oh my gosh, you know, like, or I've been through that, or I totally understand where you're coming from. Or like, Mm -hmm. I would love to help you through this. Like I know some of these type of, um, you know, exercises will help you. And it's not always physical. It's a lot of mental stuff that's going on. So I like that. I love, um, you know, having that platform of roller skate professional, but I'm so much more than just a skater, you know? Yeah. Cause you, you're a coach too. Like I know a few other um, roller skaters who are full-time roller skaters and make a living roller skating, mm-hmm. but they're doing it through ads or uh, marketing campaigns where you do that too, but then you also host your own workshops. You coach your own classes. You um, you manage your entire tour yourself. Like that's really impressive. You know, it's, it, you're, you're, um, you're very well-rounded. Yeah, thank you. Um, I appreciate that. I I feel like uh, a lot of people don't see that part. And even though I feel like it's very obvious, um, I think they don't realize how much hard work it goes into. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, the the workshops need to be good. Mm -hmm. You know, people need to be progressing. People need to be having breakthroughs. People need to be growing. Um, And they are. And they are. And I mean, yes, getting paid for your work is amazing. And I think that, I mean, we all need to eat. We all (laughs) need to like be able to like live. Um, But the energy that I'm getting back from those workshops, it's very rewarding. And I feel like I'm doing the right thing. Like I'm in the right spot. You know, I feel like the, the time that I have with them, that the two hours and 30 minutes, you know, is um, it's, it's needed. Like it's that time period, like how long it is and how hard the workshops are, but it's just, I feel so rewarded after it and they do too. And it's, it's an exchange of energy. It's like a circle of energy. You know, maybe they had to work really hard to pay for the workshop because I understand that they're not cheap, but at the same time, what they get is it's intangible. You know what I mean? And what I'm getting is also intangible, that energy and the, wow, okay, wow. I need to move on. Like I need to keep going. I need to keep, you know, teaching. This is like my thing. This is, this is what I'm good at. You know, I'm genuinely, um, passionate about it. And, uh, I think, uh, people can tell like after those workshops, I'm exhausted. I leave everything there, especially people. Like if they are really like, you know what I mean? And they're just like, I just can't get this stuff. Like sometimes we're there longer, mm-hmm. you know, leaving everything until the, till they're exhausted. Cause I'm the teacher you're going to be exhausted before I am. Like, I refuse to allow you to like, you know what I mean? Still <laughs> yeah. be like being able to stand and I can't keep coaching you. No. Yeah. So I leave everything on, 
on that pavement and it is definitely yeah it's awesome yeah it's, it's awesome. a lot of hard work it is it is yeah. it is but I love it and so um is is there something that you want to try to do you have like a, a goal that's maybe um off of the original not not the original path but do you have something that you want to try that you've never tried before on roller skates Oh, you mean like um, physically? Yeah. I don't think... Because um, there's a lot of different types of roller skating. That's true. Is there anything that you are like, okay. you know, I, I do this style of dancing, but like... I get what you're like, saying. Like, okay, for me. Okay, yeah. All right, everybody. Listen, me. Pigeon has a dream. <laughs> oh, wow. I have a dream of being a figure skater. <gasps> That's so that not me. So um, and I and that's never gonna happen. But I just think it's fun because like I'm like this rough and tough derby oh, skater. Oh. I'm a street skater, my knees are all bloody, I'm a hill bomber. But then like like don't tell anybody, but like I wanna wear like little princess oh. dress and have like my hair up in a bun and do like a little that's axle. So cool. It's silly. But what do you wanna do? It's not <laughs> that's, silly. That's, that's not a normal cocoa thing. I think that's dope. Um, I would say like, I would love to see, okay, something similar to yours. I wouldn't mind trying to perform, you know, like to do it like an actual choreography thing planned and then really be like, ah, 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 wow, ah, yes. ah, 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 you know, uh-huh. and be very like proper and controlled. Cause I, I think naturally I'm more of a speed queen. I love going fast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that'd be dope. Um, what else would I want to do? Maybe like do some like staff, fire staff stuff on roller skates. That seems pretty dope. Mm-hmm. I actually have a fire staff that I haven't had any time to like. Oh, use. you want to perform. Maybe. I feel like maybe that could, that's where it's naturally going. And I think also too, because I am so introverted, this would be uh, out of the box, mm-hmm. like a exercise for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe probably an exercise in confidence as well. Because if you're a performer, I, I think it would, yeah, behoove you to genuinely like the performance. To at least act like you're like, it's good, right? <laughs> it is like crappy, but you want to be like... Feeling so, good, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. That would be dope. So um, I don't know. Maybe I can perform for the camera first. And then if, yeah, but I think that'd be cool. I wouldn't mind. I can have like swing a little ponytail in my hair. It'd be very like... yeah over the top wear a costume yeah have a number have a spot you have to stand in yeah it's fun i've done it before yeah i, I was not qualified but i was out there <laughs> what did you do um when i was on the moxie skate team we did this performance at RollerCon, and we had trey knight he's um a, a t- artistic skater and choreographer he trained us and there was maybe 15 of us and maybe one person has done something like that before, but he came and trained us. And then we did this performance at the Rydell party at, at RollerCon. And it was really fun. And like, it, it made me realize that I'm actually, I, I learned pretty quickly. Like I can re- re- know some moves and mm-hmm. remember it and keep the time. Cause that's hard. Yeah. So I was like, this is, this is a cool experience. And, um, I think because all of us weren't the best. It was more just like it wasn't very nerve wracking. It was more fun. I know? understand. Yeah. See, this is a, this is a good way to trick myself. I always try to make sure that I'm having fun, and then I don't realize I'm doing stuff I don't want to do. Yeah. 
I mean, it's on skates with your friends. Yeah. Or like with other people who mm-hmm. are really talented on their wheels. It's fun. Yeah. That sounds dope. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Coco, I'm going to have you uh, perform at my Roller Derby Halftime in 2022. You're going to have a number. Okay. Uh, I'll, have you- <laughs> I'll be like, hello. <laughs> with my ponytail. I think I want to have a ponytail. Right on top. Yeah. And twirl it around. I don't know. It just seems like that's the way to go, at least for the first performance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to pivot a little bit. Um, you, you ride on some really beautiful roller skates. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you. Uh, I'm not quizzing you or anything, but <laughs> can you tell me what you're riding on right now? Oh, my now? gosh. I think they're the, um, are they the, the 220s? Mm. 172. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> 135? Nah, what? Nah. The 336. Oh. That's- <laughs> okay, 336, 336. And I don't know the okay. what the numbers mean. I heard a old wives' tale that the the numbers was like the price back in the day. Oh, it's like the higher, the higher the price, the higher the number of the boot. But you have a thirty two hundred boot. That'd be insane. That's true. That's not worth that much. So I don't know. I don't know. So wait, Maybe what is a, it? It's it's a three thirty six. You're on the three thirty six. Okay. Yes, that's what I'm on. Yeah. Yeah. Yours looks so pretty still. Mine. Thanks. I need I need another pair. <laughs> Yours? Mine are, mine are, What's wrong with them? Nothing's wrong with them, but I want another. Oh, you just want a different color? Yes. You want a different? Yes. Because yeah. you do have custom colors right now. Yes. The I black. like them. The black and the olive. Yeah, black and olive suede. Olive's one of my favorite colors in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So I like them. They're great. I like the um, the boot. for the Well, yeah, the boot. I mean, it is just but the boot. Just, it comes on its own. Yeah, side. but what I'm saying is just like, um, like the ankle support how hard it is when it comes. And also too, because they are custom um, and I have a really narrow foot, they're just really just form fitting. And I don't get any like, um, what is it called? Like arch aches or anything like that or like foot cramps. I love them. They're like one of, I would have to say they are the most comfortable skates I've ever owned. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And and do you think because you have the option to choose the narrow that 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 made it like a lot of a difference I think yes but I think it's a lot of other qualities too kind of like how the heel is what is it like pressed leather pressed leather with yeah. pressed cork inside yeah. yeah so that stuff I feel like makes a big difference on like impacts yeah so when it comes to like the narrowness yes and the stiffness of the actual like shaft is that the word that you would use like shaft I don't know <laughs> like the ankle support <laughs> sure let's use shaft shaft <laughs> um yeah, but yeah. So technically, yes, the narrow part for sure. But for people that don't have narrow feet, and if you have wider feet, I still feel like it would be beneficial because of that heel and the stiffer, you know, ankle, all that ankle support. You'll be able to keep it longer because it's it's it. How should I say? Ah, it's designed for like a, to beat it up. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's designed to like be roughed up. Mm-hmm. So I could say something else, but I don't know if I should say it. That the shaft was designed to be beat up rough? No, I was going to um, say something else, but it's probably not. A... <laughs> Anyways. Well, I have I have wide feet, and when I ordered my 336s, I chose the wide option. Because they'll come medium, right? Okay, yeah. And um, you can choose to have it come narrow, like we did for you. And then you could choose to have it come wide like we did for me. Mm. And and it's perfect. I love my skates so much. I've had a problem my whole life with things being too narrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, with roller skating, 
I came into the roller skating world thinking that I had a woman's 10 foot because I had to get everything a size up to make uh, it wide enough for my foot. That's crazy. You know, and then after skating on skates too big, like a lot of us do, I realized like my foot is a whole size smaller. It's just wide and roller skates have the ability to be made wide or they're made of suede which open up and really form fit so yeah i feel like the roller skating world recognizes the wide foot folk that's interesting because i always felt like it was more geared towards wide foot people because my foot was so narrow yeah well maybe maybe it always has been i don't know or maybe because my foot is just extremely narrow yeah and then that's why i felt like everything was wide i was like this is all wide. let me see your feet (laughs) Wait, put it flat on the floor. Let me see. Can you see it from there? Oh, yeah. That's very long and narrow. Yeah, they're super narrow. Super narrow. You have pretty feet, though. Thanks. Even though my big toe's all messed up because I've been doing, like, footwork. Like, (laughs) on the toes. Mm -hmm. And I'm wearing my OGs a lot now. Oh, yeah, I like my OGs. I'm liking them now. The OGs? What are those? The 172s. 172s. Is that what those are? I yeah. thought they were the 3200. The, wait, the really stiff ones? No, no, no. The OGs, one with the big flappy tongue. Oh, the... The, okay. Okay, yes. Yeah. The, oh, they're called the OGs. They're called the they're, OGs. They're not, like your, they're, not, they're not like your original. No, 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 skate. no, they're no, just no, the no. OG model. They're called the, oh, yeah, yeah. the OG models. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, and I've had those since, I think I've had them, yeah, I just got them last year. That's right. I only just got them last year. Mm-hmm. That's right. And um, yeah. I, I like them, and I've been able to do more, like, jam moves and mm-hmm. all that good stuff, the stuff that's hot right now, all the hot, cool kids are doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what about you doing them on your high heel skates? Oh. That's true. I was able to do, like, uh, what was it? The um, Crazy Legs. I was able to do Crazy Legs on heels, which is really crazy. I was surprised. That That's impressive. Yeah, uh, that's pretty crazy. For those of you who don't know, Coco's got quite a few pairs of high-heeled roller skates, uh, we built them for her, and um, it took many years of trial and error between multiple people to figure it out, <laughs> but uh, she's rocking them. It's it's really fun to watch you skating them. Yeah, they're dope. <laughs> well, thank you for the opportunity, because yeah. that was something that I always wanted to do that I didn't get a chance to do. Mm-hmm. So that question when you would have asked what it would have been like to skate in some, some roller skate heels, or like some like legitimately skate, like outside, Yeah, down a hill, yep. <laughs> in the sand. <laughs> I've done everything in those. I've like literally have done almost everything. Uh, and now I feel I feel more way more comfortable on them. Mm-hmm. Last year was yeah, it was it was intense. And then this year, like when I put them on the film, it's like I'm a- actually able to like move and mm-hmm. they're dope. They definitely have taken me to a different level though. Cause it's it's a yeah. You're like a, skating on your tippy toes almost. Pretty much. And if you do fall when you do, because I do fall on those. It's a long way down. It's like a <laughs> yeah. long, yeah, yeah, and you can't really control it. I feel like when you move the feet, when you, mm-hmm. when you, when you move the feet, and you, because you know you try to save yourself, it's it's even worse. Mm. <laughs> it's like worse. <laughs> and you're just like, yeah. <laughs> Especially when people are like watching you, it's like yeah, but falling's part of it, you know. It's not that. It's just like it's a lot happening. Like you're on these stilts, and then if you're falling, then everybody's watching you fall mm-hmm. on these hilt skates, and it's like <laughs> everything's in slow motion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I like it. It's it's fun. It's it's fun. Yeah, it is fun. It is fun. I don't regret it. It's it's um. Yeah, I feel like I never stop learning. There's like always something 
for me to learn. And even though, yes, okay, I'm a professional skater, but um, I'm still learning. And, you know, I want to take other people's, now that the world's open, I want to take, you know, like people's skate classes and stuff. And there's like people I want to like learn from. Why not? It's fun. Yeah, exactly. The resources have grown so much. Yeah, for sure. Since the pandemic for roller skaters. Yeah. And it's dope because I can just pay these people and they're roller skaters. And yep. that's how I feel about it. I'm like, oh my God, you have any class? I'm going to pay for it. Yep. <laughs> and we'll yep. go to it. Keep that money in the, yeah. in the community. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Coco. Well, thank you so much for, for chatting and, and telling me a little bit about your story. A little Yay. bit I didn't know. Yeah, cool. I know I was like really nervous. So thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, um, I'll love to come back. So you'll have to invite me back. I will. <laughs> all right. <laughs> thanks. Hey, everybody. It's Pigeon here. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode and want to keep hearing from some of the best roller skaters in the world every week, Please support this show and share it with your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To get the latest and greatest roller skate gear, make sure to visit our roller skate shop online at www.pigeonskates.com and follow us at Pigeons Roller Skate Shop on Instagram. All right, we'll see you next week. Later. Later.